better not be there. All right, play us in. Hey everybody, welcome to Five by the Sword. Get ready for the crossover, the the, the event comet. Yeah. <laughs> the everything. <laughs> Excalibur presents. <laughs> Stanley presents. Excalibur presents. Five by the Sword presents Inferno. Um, yes, I, I am Tass. I am uh, y your uh, guide through this uh, world of sight, sound, and imagination. And with me is Fi. That's me. Hi. I draw porn on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I here? Well, it's because you're an X-Man hater. <laughs> Official X-Man hater. <laughs> I think that makes me, like, the government. <laughs> You're you you are the U.S. and Canadian government. Oh fuck! Oh man! Yeah, I am Weapon, Weapon X Project. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. You you are small and angry, so you're halfway to a Wolverine. Oh, I was gonna say, can I be Puck instead? <laughs> uh, You'll be North Star. <laughs> I don't want to be North Star. <laughs> you can't make me. <laughs> oh fuck! What is it? Alpha Flight is the name of the fuck. Yeah. Name? Uh, yeah, no no one wants to be part of Alpha Flight. Yeah, another Chris Claremont <laughs> comic. Oh, fuck. We'll put that on the docket for after this. <laughs> Five by the Sword Season 2. <laughs> season 2. Hurting Fi again, but now with Canada. Yeah, <laughs> on my home country. <laughs> um, oh, Christ. So, uh, how do we, how do we do this? Uh, right. we briefly mentioned, like, out of the pod, like, there's gonna be, like, some content warnings, I guess. We'd probably get those out of the way. Yes. Uh, All right. Content warnings. Uh, we're gonna be talking about, uh, uh, childhood abuse. Uh, childhood sexual assault. Oh, God. Depersonalization. Oh, no. And derealization. Oh. <sighs> Yippee, it's another one of these episodes. <laughs> it's okay, none of that part is in the Excalibur run. This is all about context. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to learn a whole bunch of context to know what, like, Inferno is. Um, <laughs> and another thing. But, uh, otherwise, this, like, if you're reading along with it, folks, and I do hope that you are, uh, this, the, these, uh, like, three issues must have been just an absolute, like, dog. Like, no, no context or anything on what's happening. Just random nonsense is occurring. Uh, I mean, you don't have the context, so how did you like these three issues? Um, I mean, I still liked them a lot. Like they're 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 really well, like they're 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 brilliantly drawn. Like as always, uh, there's a lot of there's so much energy going on. Uh, but like also the arcs like not super crazy, like not terribly hard to understand. Like what's going on like you can kind of infer some stuff based off of some other stuff like if you have like a passing understanding of the x-men it might be possible to understand kind of what's going on what what x-men or demons are yeah so it's not super crazy there are some parts where i will be yet shouting out my ever-growing catchphrase and then an insane thing happens but like I don't know. Like, I still think that it was like, you know, it's still a functional story, which is the thing that I can say more than a lot of uh, events. I find events are just one of the most frustrating things about uh, comic books because they just expect you to buy fucking everything. They they are very much like the loot box, like uh, uh, FOMO event uh, uh, of, of your gotcha games, but with comic books. 
for for context, uh, we will not be doing a complete run through of Inferno. I will only be talking about X Men, X Factor, New Mutants, and Exterminators because these are all critically important. And Excalibur. I will not be talking about uh, Spider Man, The Amazing Spider Man, Daredevil, The Power Pack, or <laughs> the other ones. <laughs> So, we begin uh, in the home, the lighthouse. Uh, Rachel Summers is experiencing uh, nightmares of uh, other things uh, that are occurring, I guess, right now. Yes, uh, those other things are uh, Madeline Pryor, who is in a really good outfit. Yeah, it's a a, a very Fi would draw this kind of outfit. There is Jean Grey, who is, you know, the... the, uh, the progenitor of Madeline Pryor as the the basis of her clone. Yeah, this actually isn't that far off of how like I draw Nellis. That's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. And then there is a baby and like a demon gargoyle yeah. of some kind. Huh. Nestir, you know Nestir. He, that character that yeah. everybody knows from X Men. Okay, so is the baby Nathan? Is that yes, what's going that on? Is, that, okay. that is Cable. Okay. Cable yes. before he got his cool, cool <laughs> yeah. glowing eye and armor. So yeah, this is when he's a he's a baby, but hasn't been sent to the future yet? Or is he just... Yes. Yeah, because he gets sent to the future, and he's then raised by time-displaced versions of Scott and, and Jean for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and, yep. And Rachel. And, and Rachel. Uh, I don't know why I know that. I just that's a thing I know. That's <laughs> you, you, up. you watch the cartoon. It's not from the cartoon. I don't remember that at all from the cartoon. I think it's just from being on the server. True. I might have I might have uh, uh, hurt you with that before. Yeah, it's it, people like to hurt me with things like knowledge is about not X Men's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she she has a like a psychic emanation. It explodes out of the. Uh, um out of the out of the lighthouse and the fucking panel for it rules where it's just this giant explosion of the lighthouse and the like explosion forms a giant phoenix uh, yeah. uh with with the uh with the uh title in there goblin knight yes it's it's very like uh fucking old-timey like sort of like uh movie kind of title popping in uh kind of art like a uh, lettering too yeah. And then below that, we get to see her just fucking destroying the lighthouse as she flies upward through every single level. Yeah. I was I was kind of, like, under the... Like, I guess, like, they don't care much about the, like, um, the uh, sheer uh, physicality of the lighthouse. But I was, like, kind of under the, like, understanding that, like... Uh, like, I guess I just sort of guessed or assumed that, like, um, the little, like, workshop that... Uh, uh kitty pride had was like on the most bottom floor uh and this implication is that like because i just figured you'd want it on like on a bottom floor with concrete floors because of the acetylene tank as i previously mentioned Um, well i think they're rooming together yeah they are rooming together but i just like i guess i just assumed this was i'm thinking way too hard about this and obviously they didn't and it's not like it matters the important one is that like uh fucking (laughs) kurt is on the top floor above the Yes. The important thing is the guy who the, the guy who does the most upstairs neighbor's stuff is in the upstairs. Yeah, that shit's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um But yeah, something has happened to Nathan and it's causing uh, Phoenix to dart out of the lighthouse exploding it uh to come save him. 
uh, we get a ridiculous shot where, I guess, in the psychic tantrum fear that she's having, she, like, reorganized the molecules of all of Kitty Pride's outfit into a baby costume. Yeah. For some fucking reason. Yeah, it's it's not the first time Chris Claremont has had a, 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 a character turned into a baby. Oh, fucking Christ. Or an adult baby. Uh, are we going to have to explain what ABDL is on this fucking podcast? <laughs> no, oh, we don't. We're not doing... If, if this was X-Men, I would have to because that's a storyline. But no, not in this one. Oh, Christ. Um, <laughs> fucking... Look, all... Magneto is very angry for being turned into a baby. <sighs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Um, but yeah, uh, they're all like, "Okay, we gotta go." Uh, like you know, she's still part of the team. We gotta go figure what the fuck is happening there. <laughs> um, but just before that happens, the like, uh, like. Uh, Kurt catches like Megan dressed in something like I don't. It's a weird line about like oh she's dressed like th- th- what she's dressed like isn't like s- doesn't suit her and like I don't know I think Megan's a pretty bona fide sex woman and like yeah it's it's weird to point out but at the same time it also just kind of feels like Kurt's being really like nice guy about this about his yeah. uh, her situation with Brian yes sometimes kurt is a bit of a nice guy his ass is all the way out in the shot though for some reason yes his ass and her thigh yeah it's it's pretty horny i also like oh god like i was talking about this just before we hit the the start of the pod but like kurt is dressed like a fucking like harlequin romance protagonist like the fucking like the fucking uh like skin tight pants and like the flared open shirt uh, with the ruffled hair, and apparently that's just how he sleeps. Yeah, um, j- just like how how fucking fucking Brian sleeps in sweatpants and no shirt. Yeah, so he can be a different kind of hot guy. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, we have both flavors of hot guy. M- meanwhile, in London, uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, like, what's like? They they mentioned that this this person's part of the weird happenings organization. Is he is this a thing outside of this, or is this like just like a weird one off? Like, well, you see, there's this thing called Doctor Who. Oh God, really? Is it really yeah. a fucking? Ah, oh, that sucks. Yes, it's a it's a multi layered Doctor Who reference that is also a thing from Cat from Captain Britain. Okay, sorry, I, I was British to come now. It's gonna be Captain Britain. Hey, Captain Britain. Captain Brish, um, fucking, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, cause they do look, like, cause I was gonna say, like, they, they look very, um, uh, I don't remember the name, the actual, like, org in the fucking thing, it's like, uh, no, it's not coming to me, sorry, uh, write to us about what was the name of the organization, the military organization of Doctor Who. <laughs> S- send us a letter to one two three four anywhere street yeah. u.s canada <laughs> send it to, send it to the the, the lighthouse <laughs> just do all lighthouse um but yeah they're working with the local uh fuzz because uh a train uh showed up uh which i guess was the train that um moira mm. mctaggart and um oh what's her name 
Queen of the Morlocks uh, was Callisto. on. Yeah, it like showed back up, but something's fucked up about it because it's an evil Nazi train. Yeah, it's, it's, the train came back wrong. Oh fuck. The fucking, the fucking, like, Nazi, like, England symbol is so fucking crazy. I do, do enjoy there's literally no change to the British rail other than making it red. Yeah. But, but you got the big <laughs> Nazi British symbol. Yeah, it's, it's the Reich rail instead of the, uh, British rail, but otherwise entirely unchanged. Um... But yeah, I, I also, like, forgot to mention, this woman is fucking tall. Yeah. Uh, Brigadier Alessande uh, Stewart. Uh, yeah. She's, she's fucking enormous. She's enormous and she's a girl boss. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she has her brother who's just a dweeb. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Alistair Stewart, who's some yep. guy. Um. <laughs> But yeah, fucking, uh, they, they, go, they go into the Nazi train because they've been, like, they, they capture the people that were in it, and it's, it's more McTaggart and Callisto, except they're fucking Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they, they were already evil, but now they're Nazis. Yeah, like, oh, man, isn't, like, isn't, like, Moira kind of, like, fucked up in the actual, like, comics nowadays? Too? Oh, yeah, way more fucked up than Callisto, and Callisto, like, has a knife fight with Storm. Yeah, but that was, like... That was that. That was flirting. Like this is like, 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 like Moira is like a like a like a uh, uh, a mutant yeah. uh, geneticist, right? That's that's yeah. her like technical role, yeah. and, and has kept her uh, her son in a cage. Oh, cool. It's okay. He's evil. Is I can't remember. Like I'm trying to remember. Like fucking Pult's descriptions of the character is like her. I think she has a mutant power. I don't know. It's been too long. It doesn't really matter that she has a mutant power. She's she's just, you know, e- evil lady, <laughs> dubiously good lady in charge of the uh, island the science base. Yeah, she she is a geneticist. As we all know, all geneticists are evil. Yes, especially in X-Men. Yes. Uh, but yeah, they're fucking, her outfit is fucking insane. Yeah, Moria M- M- has like... She's got the Nazi armband, like a, a like riding pants, mm-hmm. like uh, this this ankle length jacket with like a leopard fur on the inside. Yeah, it's fucking insane. This is this is straight out of the Wolfenstein style Nazi universe. You're just gonna have fucking fucking BJ Blazkowicz coming come in at any moment now to cut her in half with a chainsaw. Uh, fucking. Phoenix arrives in, uh, which is a confusing way to explain like to say Rachel. Uh, <laughs> think about it. Um, she she's she's doing very cosmic flying around uh, the surface of the Earth, which is pretty cool. Uh, and arrives in uh, New York City. New York City, and the Empire State Building has grown to a thousand feet tall, and is like made of people, I guess. Uh, people and demons. Oh, Christ. Okay, so, also, fucking Madeline Pryor's there, right? That's, 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 yes. that's Madeline. Okay. Are you ready? How, okay, so, what do we explain first? Alright, we'll explain Madeline first. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, ex- we'll explain, uh, alright. So, uh... Billions of years ago, the Phoenix Force 
<laughs> no. <laughs> all right. So, all right. In the beginning. related to that, uh, Jean Grey died on the moon. As you do, and there's a and, little, there's a hospital. There's a part of the moon you can live on. By the way, yeah, yeah. The yes, it's it's where all all the uh, the the people who tried to replace the mutants live. Yeah. Uh, it's but yeah, because it'd be kind of weird if he was just on the moon for no reason. Yeah, yeah. There was a reason there. There was a big gun that would kill her there. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, so she died on the moon, and then, and then, and then she was dead, and and uh, Scott was sad, and Mister Sinister was even more sad because he didn't have anybody to fuck Scott, yeah. who was also Jean Grey. God. So he made a new Jean Grey. Mr. Sinister has the most complicated, <laughs> like, cuckold fantasy of all time. Yeah, he specifically just, uh, look, I just need, I just need these two specific people to fuck. And the problem is they already want to fuck, so all his plans are just making things more complicated. Trying to set the mood. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in this case, uh, as far as everybody knew, Jean Grey was dead. And as far as the writing of the comic book, Jean Grey was dead, and also out of the, out of story wise, uh, Madeline Pryor originally was not going to be a clone of Jean, Jean Grey. She was just going to be a lady who looked like her. Weird. It was like, and then Scott like falls head over, head over heels for her because uh, he's got a thing she for looks like heads. Jean Grey. Yeah. And uh, they get married. They have a baby. And then he is a really horrible husband. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he starts, yeah, he starts realizing, oh, wait, this is a different person and not just uh, Jean Grey again, who has her own feelings. And I, I don't like that as much. I'm going to distance myself. And then he dies. And, and then as far as he knows, uh, she dies. Okay. Because they, like, were separated. And also uh, the baby gets stolen. <laughs> and that's Nathan, right? Yeah, that's that that's that's Nathan Fillion <laughs> Christopher's <laughs> Yeah, that's that's Cable. Yeah, that's Cable. Also known as the X-Man. Yes. Yes, and uh so they and it turns out the baby was stolen by Mr. Sinister. And then like, you know, Madeline's in Australia slowly getting more and more angry and uh and, and evil was was this also this the other time like is this a different time that people were sent to australia or is this from the same event that this like... is the same th yeah the same timeline she, she oh thank christ she, <laughs> she died going through the siege perilous which is the same thing that captain britain went through to become captain britain god oh man i'm so glad that it wasn't two different instances of being banished to australia <laughs> <laughs> you have no not idea. yet not yet. What do you mean, <laughs> not yet? But yeah, so they were banished to Australia and fucking... So... Everybody knows that those they're dead, so Scott's like, okay, I guess... And and Jean comes... It, 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 uh, emerges from a cocoon from the ocean and comes back to life. <laughs> because the Phoenix... For, the Jean Grey that died on the moon was not actually Jean Grey... Uh, it was the Phoenix Force that had uh, copied her and all of her memories and acted exactly like her. <laughs> oh, fucking comic books, man. 
Oh, fuck. And, and so now, uh, you know, Scott and Gina are back together. Maddie is ungodly pissed. And she makes a deal with a devil. As you do as an X-Man. Yeah. Is she an yeah. X-Man? Or is she She's just... An, she, she has no powers. Okay. But she she, she is with the X-Men. Okay. She is, the, she is the tech person. Cool. She does machines. Yes. Um, Unlike Forge. And, and she is... Yeah, who's got a mutant power to do machine? That's gotta be rough. Like, imagine not being getting to be the tech guy anymore. <laughs> but my power is literally being the tech guy. It's all I'm good at. Well, he didn't go to Australia. Oh, I see. Um, fuck. Uh, f- fuck. Uh, but so, at what point did it become that that Madeline was a clone of? Uh, in this storyline okay it it is yes uh it when she she gets as she's making the deal with the devil she the devil the the nestir the devil one of the devils from limbo which we will get to later with with magic yeah with magic magic uh or or as most people call her magic yes but i refuse because iliana rasputin yes which is a, such an unbelievably generic Russian name. Yeah. It's yes, yes. So also, uh, uh, Nestir was also the uh, the same uh, devil that uh, made Ca- Cameron Hobbs. Cameron Hobbs. Oh, fuck. That's the we guy will... that turns into like a horrible like robot nightmare amalgamation. Right? Yeah. 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 He's he's great. Unfortunately, we will not get to him. Yeah, he does sad. not show up. Sad, tragic that we'll not get to a fucking like nightmare, fate worse than death robot man. Uh, what yeah. a shame! But yeah, uh, uh, she, like Nasir's like, hey, I got your baby at this orphanage, and the orphanage is run by Mister Sinister. Oh boy! And Mister Sinister tries to capture her. And he goes over his whole, like, multi-step plan of, uh, you're not actually a real person. All your memories are just Gene's memories. I just gave you a cover story. You do not exist. I created you only to have that baby. And, and your purpose is done. That's fucked. That's... And she has a mental breakdown. As you do. And, uh, uh... At, Mr. Sinner is all like, yeah, just try and resist. You can't do anything. And she just starts fucking glowing. <laughs> uh, all the chains explode. And she says, it appears your devices have limits. And I don't. Yay. <laughs> Girl boss, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. Y- you would like her. She's very evil. <laughs> I do like an evil woman. That's true. <laughs> and she does have style. Yes. She she is fucking slaying. <laughs> and uh yeah, she's and that's pretty much when uh Inferno really gets going. Cuz in, the, the everything was already switching into weird uh beast stuff because uh the 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 barrier between Limbo and the rest of the world was was uh slowly dissolving. Yeah. Thanks to uh, 13 babies putting the points of a pentagram. (laughs) Come on. 
they are mutant babies because they have more power than regular babies. Uh, <laughs> Jot that down. Put that in the wiki. <laughs> mutant babies have more power than regular babies. <laughs> it is true. For, for true. Oh, that sucks. And we'll get into all the limbo stuff when we get to uh, Ileana, the, the, the dark child, Magik, uh, Rasputin. Yeah. But yeah, so Madeline is, she made a deal with the devil, or a, a, a the devil, a different yeah. other devil. Yeah, there different. are at least, there are, there are three major uh the devils in limbo at the, at the current time, and mm-hmm. she makes a deal with one of them. Yeah, one of the various Satan's is. Yeah. Limbo, which is different from hell, which is different from, you know, the other, which is an of uh, the other place. Yeah. Oh, man. Marvel Comics, eh? Yeah. I love... There's so many spaces in between and so many, like, other dimensions. There's so many devils out there. Hmm. Like... <sighs> All right. Do you, what are your questions? I know you have many. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Hmm. Should we explain who Mr. Sinister is outside of... I guess his whole, his whole character is literally just... Like yeah, we we already did. <laughs> my, he he wants he wants Gene Gray and Scott Summers to fuck. He's like insane in like more modern comics. It is basically the only thing I like about the X Men's, um, where he's got like an entire island of sinisters. Yeah. Um, he 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 wears like weird like ribbon armor with a ribbon cape, and he he's got a little dot on his forehead. Yep. He is great. Didn't he have, like, a gun that, like, was powered by Scott Summers' clone eyeballs at one point? Yes, um, he does. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Like, like, he he's very, like, 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 fucking Garrett-coded to me. Like, he's just, he's a villain and loving it, but everyone's like, eh, whatever, though. They, they, they really turned that dial up on him. Yeah. He turns into a giant kaiju at one point to fight, fight a different kaiju. It's great. Yeah. Um, only, only good thing about modern comics. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's all, like, that's all happening, but like to create this event though. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's, that's actually like really nice how relevant that is to our current like comic as opposed to, uh, like, like vaguely tangentially connected and it just has a weird consequence. I mean, um, if you're reading Spider-Man, this would make no bu- fucking sense. <laughs> God, yeah. I would hate to be reading uh, Spider-Man while yeah, this is or, happening. Or you're reading Daredevil and all of a sudden Daredevil gets fucking owned by a vacuum cleaner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would get owned by a vacuum cleaner. It it, it literally did happen. That's uh, that's his that's his comic book in Inferno is him getting owned by a vacuum cleaner. Oh fuck. But yeah, so to actually come back to the comic, um so like so Inferno is like is specifically caused by, it, it, okay. So like, did like, uh, trying to think. So Nathan was born like was that for for this ritual or just because of like Sinister's bullshit? That's just Sinister's bullshit. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> There's an unrelated baby in play. Yeah. Uh. He he does get pulled back in for for a final ritual, incredible as, as as like a backup plan. So like and so like Madeline is like a, 
she doesn't have mutant powers, right? No, so she she's, does not. She's just a magic thing. Yeah, well, she starts to unlock psychic powers okay. as the event goes on because yeah. she's a clone. Yeah, and I guess you can but, just do but, that. But her whole thing is just she made a deal with the devil. She starts getting cool, like like turning the world into Muppets uh, powers. <laughs> That's such a funny way to describe it. It's like, it's not because they're not Muppets. It's like fucked up mascot horror monsters. Yeah. That's that's what this event is. This this fucking this fucking entire event is Garden of Ban Ban. It's it's fucking ridiculous. This this is this is there's a direct line from this to to Freddy Fazbear. Yeah, this is this is Madeline Pryor's Poppy's playtime. Like, <laughs> oh, you are the mascot horror knower. Yeah, right. Yeah, unfortunately, I actually am. Um, that that is a horrible, horrible dark secret that I possess a lot of knowledge about various mascot horrors. Um, Christ, yeah. So what actually is happening is Rachel shows up and is like, "Mom," and then Madeline's like, "Fool, I'm the Goblin Queen. I don't care about you." Yeah, and shoots yeah, her. Yeah, I'm. I'm the. Yeah, I'm not your mom. The the other person's your mom. In the yeah. alternate timeline. Which is different from clones. Yes. Oh, Christ. Well, yeah, timelines are different from clones. You're right, but it's, like, dumb when you <laughs> say it out loud. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, so uh, Rachel gets shot, grabbed by demons, and thrown into the wall of the Empire State Building, which is writhing with flesh of people who grab her and pull her in. Yeah, and it's horrible. I, I don't like it. I'm I'm really, like, not not happy about how awful this wall of people faces looks but they're all smiling um <laughs> meanwhile the mid-atlantic uh, yes it's, yeah yeah you get you get fucking kitty and uh, and kurt bundled up like they're going on a bombing mission over over nazi germany <laughs> that shot is so fucking cool we're like kurt is sitting on uh on uh, Brian's white ass shoulders, and he's got like a fucking map <laughs> and a little <laughs> scarf on. He's like the fucking Red yeah. Baron, like the Snoopy Red Baron. Yes. Um. And of course, like uh, uh, Captain Britain and, and uh, Megan just have the normal superhero stuff on. Yeah. They have no problem with the cold or the wind as yeah. they fly across the entire Atlantic. Well, because again, they're Barbie and Ken. They have no brain cells between them, and thus are immune to the colds. True. But but we get a very Excalibur thing. Uh, uh, Kitty has to pee. <laughs> and it's the middle of the ocean. And it's like such a contrived thing just to set up a different thing kind of kind of thing. This 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 bit is creepy. I don't like it. Yeah. They have to hang it on this like barge for a little bit while she uses the bathroom. And like Megan is being like accosted by the leering eyes of the men on the sh- on the on the ship um which is fucking unpleasant yeah it, and and she she starts to morph into what they want yeah she she does she fucking mimifies it's unpleasant <laughs> she gets the sharpest she does bimbify derogatory <laughs> like i would draw this fucking shit um <laughs> Like I would draw Megan's face in this kind of situation, but it's it's real unpleasant, and uh, Kurt has to like 
poof because Brian is just not paying attention at all. Hmm. Fucking Brian looks like such a fucking goober half the time. Yeah. He is... Half the time he's a goober and half the time he's a rich man. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's more instances of him playing night uh fucking uh nightcrawler nice guy. Yeah. Uh they they fly back off the ship and they're kind of just like well that was weird and that happened. Yeah. And and Kitty's like don't ever ask me if I use that horrifying bathroom. Yeah. <sighs> fucking and we <laughs> get back to the happened. flesh wall. <laughs> Meanwhile, ego death is happening. <laughs> yeah, the, the what? What? But she's so happy about the ego death until she's like, "Oh no, my hand is turning into monsters." Yeah, her her hand is turning into a big claw hand. But uh, luckily, uh, she is the hydrogen bomb, so she just like powers through the huge wall of of, of demon people and uh, explodes out of it as a phoenix. Oh, uh, the fucking panels of her pulling herself out look so fucking cool. Where it's like a series of like clawed hands, and the hands are also are starting to like like the the mishmash of hands and faces that are trying to pull her back in looks so fucked up. And she gets those like cool ass like flame wings again. And she mm-hmm. bursts out. It's oh, it's so fucking cool. I love it. Uh, she crashes into a bride and groom store where there's a like wedding, like yeah. set a wedding mannequin <laughs> that starts talking. Yeah, and offers a hand. And uh, this this will be important later. Yeah, it'll be fucked up, is what it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the Atlantic—they're no longer in the mid-Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but once again, Megan is having trouble controlling her uh, her powers and is turning into Nightcrawler's mom. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> fucking, fucking, yeah. Megan's like Megan's uh, power of body dysmorphia is so unpleasant. It's it makes me so unhappy for her. <laughs> like, like, like it's it's such a bummer. It's a bummer of a power. Yeah. Um. Remember when I said she was an emotional metamorph? Do you get it now? Yeah. Um, and do you hate it now? It's it's not great. I don't like it. I mean, it was already kind of creepy just because of, like, the broader context of, like, her turning into, like, a blue furry woman is, like, not great given Mystique's existence. But, like, mm. this is just extra fucking unpleasant. Mm. Like, I I feel so bad for her powers. That, like, this <laughs> yeah. is just such a fucking shitty power to have. It's okay. Mystique's not furry. She's 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 skin. <laughs> oh boy, that's that's what I need to hear. <laughs> but she does have a bit of a cri- like a crisis of identity uh, over this. Uh, while Kurt's trying to like, he's like, "Hey, you can you know you can like you could probably learn how to control this. Like you know, it's you're not necessarily trapped into looking like whatever uh, a person looking at you finds the most yeah. appealing." Yeah, but um, but is is. Is there a Megan at all? Yeah. Or only this poor deluded mirror girl. And then everybody sees the Empire State Building towering thousands of feet over Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Surrounded by clouds of demons, demons flapping around it. Yeah, it's uh, it's real fucked. Uh, they are all pretty shocked by it, and then demons accost them. And then something weird goes on with with Megan. <laughs> <laughs> she gets... it, it's like it's like it's been set up for this whole comic book. Yeah, the Lord bought it. 
it, it turns out when there's a demon around, uh, Megan has problems and starts to become demon. She starts to become demon. Uh, the horrible uh, uh, demon nastier does something unpleasant looking, like by implication, uh, to her, uh, and turns her into the goblin princess. Yeah. When he uses his weird horse head to bite people, he can suck uh, the, the goodness out of their soul. Jeez, that fucking sucks. Her outfit's fucking amazing, though. Oh, yeah, it's real Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> it's it's Bride of Frankenstein. Like, I, I always respect the hell out of anyone that goes for the for the fishnets and... Mm. With uh, with with line art, like, f- like first of all, pain in the ass to draw fishnets in, in at the best of times. Second of all, a fucking nightmare if you're like having to do it all by hand, especially. Oh yeah. Uh, so I really respect the hell out of the like fucking anchor in, on this one for just. Well, what's wild is there's like a slit all the way up the sides, which is just fishnets. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> cool ass outfit though. Love it. Uh, yeah, but, but but now she is the goblin princess. Uh fucking Nightcrawler has to think fast and do a bunch of do a bunch of aerial acrobatics. Uh he hits the ground so fucking hard. Like luckily, like in comic books, if you crash through a flag you that negates most of the fall damage. <laughs> he does he does ricochet off of a lot of demons on his way down too. Yeah. Um, he he was trying to do something cool and like I'm gonna grab the flagpole and do a cool acrobatic flip. Oh no, I'm going way too fast. <laughs> yeah, splat. Yeah, and then he lo- and then fucking looks up as Rachel. Why aren't you helping me? All my bones are broken. <laughs> why are you only? Why are you smiling in the window with a weird plastic sheen over your entire face? Yeah, it's it's real unsettling. Don't like it. There's so much of that that specific thing in this fucking. Uh, comic. It's real unpleasant. <laughs> Meanwhile, further uptown, a car is trying to kill people. Yeah, it's a police car specifically. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not because it's an evil demon. It's because it's a cop. Yeah, it's a cop. It's a cop car that happened to finally be alive, so it could kill people for jay jaywalking. Yeah, just like yeah, I, it, just like it's this cop. very cartoony thing. It's. That's just like all wiggles and pointy teeth. Yeah, the fucking uh, uh, Muppets, uh, as I, I guess if we're, we're calling these, I do I do love all of them because they are fucking hilarious. Like they're all uh, they're all real shapes. Um, fucking Brian punches it into it out of existence. <laughs> like he and punches it... it in a way where it blows up like a balloon. Yeah. Like, and, and splatters blood everywhere because the car was full of blood. <laughs> the car was full of blood. Oh, Christ. Um, fucking uh, uh, Megan floats down like a girl boss. Uh, her like half cape kind of like forming wings as she comes down. Um, she she quips like an asshole. Uh, and Brian gets sucked into the cineplex via... Uh, sentient movie film reels. Yeah. Yeah, uh, kids, uh, once upon a time, uh, movies came on these things called film. It was <laughs> long reels of pictures one after the other that went through a, 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 a lamp and projected on a screen. Yes. If you made it go fast enough, it would it, it would simulate the feeling as if it was moving. 
Um, but uh, Kitty tries to like get in, tries to like get into the building to save him, uh, and then fucking <laughs> the fucking whole other comic book starts happening. Yeah, yes. She's like, I'm gonna go in through this wall. Oh no! Inside of here is just a movie. Inside of the theater is a movie, yeah. and I am part of it. Yeah, she she looks like a fucking like very like military grunt. Brian looks <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, Brian is so many things at once. Brian uh, Brian is every single like Liefeld character all at once. All right, let let's go through this. He's got Freddy Krueger's hand. This amazing gun, which is like a machine gun, a chainsaw, bazooka, and a rocket launcher all at once. Yeah. He's got like, I I think that's Conan's sword. Yeah. He's dressed up like Rambo. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got like a knife on his back and a hatchet. Fucking, (laughs) fucking ridiculous. Apparently he is the Goblin Princess's champion. Um... Which sets us up for what the next issue is going to be. References. Yes, it's references the the movie, the game, the comic book. I do like the cover for the next one. It's pretty, God. pretty, pretty freaky. Co- cover's great. Yeah, it's a little, it's like a little demon guy. It's an absolute creature uh, getting married to uh, uh, Rachel, who is in a wedding dress. But it's like a wedding dress that she's also still wearing her like costume underneath and i don't know i kind of like like that fit i think it works really well fucking fucking uh kitty's got like a sword and she's got like half like a weird armor thing going on yeah i um, will explain that later yeah that's gonna be fun there's like an evil demon priest that's officiating the wedding um yeah. and like hey. And, and and there's <laughs> there's you know Megan with with Brian on a on a chain holding his chain. Yeah, she, he's like very like it's it's very like all like all men want this and it's disgusting. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a there's just so many little demon dudes in the background watching the wedding. Yeah, there's just a dude getting drowned in goop in like the front too. I didn't even yeah. notice that. It's, yeah, thanks, thanks, Alan Davis and uh, forget the Chris Claremont. Yeah, well, I was gonna say like the uh, the anchor, which is like something Neary. I forget. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, but yeah, we get a short recap. There's this little creature named Crotus. He's got a big evil book. People are being sucked up into a wall in one of these panels. Yeah, this yeah. just. The the little teddy bears are are killing each other with knives. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Ma- Manhattan is chaos. Yeah. It is glorious. Inferno is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, oh, it says right here. It's Paul Neary was the uh, the anchor. Uh, but yeah, the little creature goblin uh finds uh Rachel. Uh, in the wedding shop. I do love fucking uh, Kurt just crumpled on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got you've got the, 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 the blue blue demon and also Nightcrawler. Yes. I guess And he's I guess... just he's just so happy to see her. This this little horrible creature. Yeah, he wants to get married. He's fallen in love with this horrible horrible uh like mannequin version of rachel i guess yeah well well he he notices that she has power 
Yeah, she has a connection to the Phoenix and he wants that. He covets that. Um, fucking... <laughs> Meanwhile, a bunch of teens get sucked into the theater. I will say there's a really good shot uh, of Rachel with her... With the, the, the grin plastered on and her eyes just the Phoenix Force desperately trying to get out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty unsettling. Um... Uh, Brian Braddock is Fastbuck. Katie Pride is the victim. Fastbuck in Teen Bimbo War Gore Shocker 23. Incredible. So many people are called Bimbo in Inferno. You would oh, not believe man. it. It's fucking a rough. It's like, because it used to be just a thing you would insult people by calling yeah. them. <laughs> and not like the basis of my career. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, but yeah, they get sucked in to be like, uh, like audience and extras in the, uh, yeah, they, they get to be the incredibly white, uh, extras in a, in a thing set in, in, uh, uh like Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> teen, uh, was it a teen bimbo war gore shocker 23, uh, <laughs> like the uh, the pre- brave warriors of the Mujahideen. Yes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! So this is another one of those like really like kind of generically comic book like transitions where a character will say like a thing like the penalty is death over a pair of co- like panels for no reason. Like it's I guess it's pretty like to be for like emphasis, but I think it's just so it's so like stock used that like it always sticks out to me as like a really funny comic book like mm. specific panel transition thing. Um, I do I do like him shooting his uh, fucking life felt gun and it just all passing through the missile missing by a wide mile. Because mm-hmm. it turns out you can't shoot someone. You can become in- intangible. Yeah, I'm sort of glad this is one of those instances where, like, uh, fucking Kitty Pride's powers didn't just stop working for no good reason. Hmm. Um, which well, there, are, there's are... no smooth lions around, so. <laughs> which is prone to happen in these comic books. Uh, she tries to take him down, but you know she is a small teenager versus like an absolute wall of muscle. Well, she does take him down, has a knife to his throat, and is like, oh, wait, I don't want to actually kill him. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting way too into this movie role. Yeah, oh, no. And then when she tries to stop, he, like, ah, like, does a, does a, a fake-out face and looks fucking... <laughs> he turns into a Freddy Krueger's. He turns into, like, a fucking on-the-nose political comic book. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a yeah, Freddy Krueger, but he's also still Captain Britain, so he's got the Union Jack on his Freddy Krueger mask. Turns into a heavy metal comic. Yeah, he does turn into a heavy metal comic. Uh, fucking, uh, fucking Kitty gets stuck in a cheerleader costume that I don't love. No. Um, it's it's unpleasant, but I mean it's unpleasant unpleasant in the context of it. But it's still like one of those like eh, I don't like this. She's very unhappy that she got she got switched from an action movie to a slasher movie. Yeah, because it's 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 much worse to be in a slasher movie when you're the victim. Speaking um, of unpleasant, uh, how about this garbage truck? Oh, this fucking garbage truck that is sentient and fat, um, and is like you know he's like a he's like a fucking he's like a like a the city worker kind of like dude. He's he's a union guy. 
Yeah, he's a, he's a proud union man of the sanitation uh, New York uh, sanitation department. Yeah. It's fucking insane. He's like smoking a garbage can like it's a cigar, and he has yeah. a he has a little hat on. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got a big belly, which we find out is important as he eats <laughs> Kurt. I have been like alerted that this is by no means the only instance of war that happens in this fucking comic book series. <laughs> so that's cool. We have a really funny moment that I love where they like, he gets dropped in and they're like, like someone likes a, like lights a lighter. And it's like, oh, he's a demon, and he's like, I'm not a demon. I'm a mutant. Wait, that's also <laughs> like that. I'm a human. As he has to try and like, uh hilarious like gymnastics uh jim yeah. his way out of this situation uh, luckily uh all the racism in him <laughs> in, inside the garbage truck made him throw up yeah even even this even this can't the guy can't abide by racism it's so unpleasant like the fucking <laughs> garbage truck. throwing up is one of the most insane things <laughs> i've ever seen <laughs> I can't deal with it. It's it is one of those things that like I was like no one's prepared for this, but I was I was just not ready. <laughs> it's just fucking insane. Um, fucking. Meanwhile, Kitty Pride is running through the hallways. Um, and now it is very much a horror comic. You got all the cool Dutch angles, all the hard shadows. Yeah, which is pretty fun. She refers to herself as a bimbo, which is again. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know, it's it's a a, a a differently context word in the past, but it's like running over a landmine every time it happens. Yeah. Um, she she goes to a wall of lockers that are a bunch of like, you know, it's a bunch of the X-Men's. Yeah. Um, one of them, which is Doug Ramsey, who is dead. Yes. And she opens it up and Doug is just in there. And he's like, Shh. <laughs> I'm trying to hide. Get your own locker. Uh, fucking uh, Brian as Freddy Krueger is the custodian. <laughs> uh, he has a little cart full of maiming tools that is property of Xavier School for Mutilated Mutants. That is like a little skeleton dude popping out of it. Yeah, <laughs> little skeleton dude with a candle on his head or something. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Uh. She she gets Freddy Krueger. Oh, I actually didn't notice that she's like wearing like something silver like underneath like her outfit when she gets clawed, because that mm. comes up later. Obviously, I just didn't yeah. notice that until this rereading of it. I will <laughs> explain that later. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Meanwhile, uh, on the roofs of New York, as it's all burning, uh, we get a really uh, kind of fun <laughs> interaction <Yeah>. between. <laughs> Uh, Nightcrawler and like a gargoyle that has come to life. Um, he's just like a dude. He's just like a yeah. friendly dude. The, the gargoyle's like, yeah, I, t I talk to Spider Man all the time. Daredevil comes up here every so often. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll get a a a a, a man who's on fire every <laughs> once in a while. I mean, you saw you superheroes talking to me. Yeah. There, there's a funny. We do get a funny like. Uh, uh, you're not like the other ones. Well, they're demons. I'm a gargoyle. They're completely different. Uh, he's he's very charmed by uh, um, uh, by Nightcrawler who has to go back and like you know save the day. I do also love even the gargoyles. Like man, that guy was hot. 
Yeah, just one of one of the cutest superheroes I've seen, and I've seen a lot. Let me tell you. Yeah. Damn, he's just so handsome and blue. And then we cut to what if Mannequin was a was a zombie movie? <laughs> yeah, and then Chainsaw Man happens. <laughs> <sighs> Love me some Chainsaw Man references. I I like I like honestly wonder. You know, like it's so it's such a specific vibe. Um that like had that not been somehow inspired by this is like it makes me think of cuz like I don't know. I it, that's definitely like some wild guessing, but it's like I, there's just something about the way that, like, when they get all shot up by a bunch of goons with, like, sci-fi guns, um, mm-hmm. they, like, reform into a bunch of, like, horrible mishmashed puppets or mannequins. Um, uh, also, uh, Forbidden Planet is a real comic book shop. That's that's cool. I like that. <laughs> Did they also have a space <laughs> spaceship like that? Um, I think it was painted on the wall. That's cool. And I guess, yeah, because of the transitive property of of uh, the Inferno that's happening, it has become real. It has now become the real fan- <laughs> the real uh, Forbidden Planet. Uh, Got a real Robbie the Robot now. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Kitty Pride is, uh, goes into like a fucking sick-ass room. Um, yeah, got got all the superheroes upside down, spread eagle. Was, I thought it was just X Men's. I mean, yeah, most yeah, those are X X Men's. Yeah, I do I do like the poses of them all being like like tied up like this because some of them are like also forming X shapes with them mm. with their own bodies, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, good old good old Saint Andrew had a good idea to be to for creating the X Men. Mm-hmm. It's an easy symbol you can put in a bunch of things. It's I mean, like yeah, how... the Wolverine gets gets crucified like that multiple times. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Uh, <laughs> we get a really cool transition shot where like uh, uh, Megan like f- like flows her cape over the panel and it becomes a completely different scene. Now um, we have a musical. <laughs> now a musical. Specifically, like a nineteen fifties like musical yeah it's very big band i do i do enjoy uh brian's uh little tuxedo he's wearing Um, he's got he's got a top hat a tuxedo kitties in in just you know a big classic flowing dress yeah and 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 you know megan's there just drinking a drink with all of her demons watching it happen as you know kitty gets danced to death yeah that is that is what is happening in this she is she is being danced to death um, Christ. Uh, Cut back to, to Forbidden Planet, where, you know, all the sci-fi guns work now because it's Inferno. And so all <laughs> the nerds are just, you know, shooting all the mannequins still. Yeah. But there's a mannequin that's dressed like Rachel. Yeah, which is real strange. Um, He gets, like, he's, it, you know, he seems like he's done for. He's getting accosted by all the, uh, the mannequins when the gargoyle shows up. Uh, yeah yeah the little dude um love it when a little dude gets to to be the big hero yeah it's great he pulls them up from to safety and it's like well i'm gonna have to rely on you a little bit more and like oh i I wouldn't i wouldn't have it any other way but pal um fucking also the gargoyle is hitting on, on nightcrawler yeah of course 
they're, they're gonna smooch. I wish. I wish. And if I say it enough times, it'll happen eventually. <laughs> uh, she's getting danced to death by Brian, and then, like, something's happening to Brian, and he's getting all, like, um, he's getting all sweaty and, and weak. Um, yeah, he he's the one who's uh, uh losing. Yeah, we get a bit where it's like, uh, Megan is like typical. You always fail me, Brian, when I need it the most. Which is one of those lines that feels like, you know, like more real than like, oh, she's just like demon lady or whatever. Mm. Um. It's it's like a it's like a a genuinely felt uh, opinion by her that's only like able to be expressed right now because all the good's been sucked out of her. She she is finally without filters yeah. and can and say what she really feels. Yeah, and she's not like mired in her own like self doubt. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, a marriage is happening with uh, with the with a weird creepy uh, minister who's oh just, he's like, so fucking unpleasant. he just looks like a weird burnt corpse wearing like a a, a cleric outfit yeah it's, it's and, and the little demon guy's got a little top hat on yeah he's, he's a little dude uh they do they make the the wedding happen and it makes a spell start happening that's sucking all of rachel's life force out of her body um which looks real unpleasant. She starts ghoulifying real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we cut back to Brian being even more of a, of a kind of guy that is horny for people are horny for. Yeah, he is. He is wearing an outfit like it's he's, he, he's, he's got a spiked harness. I, yeah, we gotta talk about this, I guess. He is where he's sitting on all fours. He's got a collar on. He's wearing a spiked harness like like chainmail panties and like like spiked garters as well it's yes. crazy it is ridiculous <laughs> dude like 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 it's just like how do they get away with this shit <laughs> well you see oh. it's a comic book yeah you got me there no but nobody was saying no back then yeah <sighs> fucking uh like kitty walks out of the wall like a fucking badass uh in like a crazy ass like silver armor set with a big cape um which fucking rules yeah I and she's got the soul sword the soul sword uh and she mentions it belongs to her roommate or i guess former roommate would have been yeah former roommate yeah, Ilya Rasputin, or McGick of the New Mutants. It's the summoned substance of her arcane might. It destroys spells and slays McGickle creatures. Um, by the way, something I've stolen from the F plus is if it's got a K at the end of it, that means it's pronounced as McGick instead of magic. Um, but, yeah, what the fuck? Okay, alright, Tazriel, what the fuck's the soul sword? What the fuck's a McGick? Alright. All right, this all starts. Uh, we'll we'll start with who a McGick is. Oh, I Picture just want to say one thing real quick because the last line is one of those really comic book moments where she's got this on. It's like the sword and armor manifested themselves the moment I appeared before the castle, but the last time that happened was when Ileana was murdered by the Beyonder. <laughs> See yeah. way back in the New Mutants. Yeah, <laughs> just fuck you. 
comic book. Yeah, she she got ki- yeah. Look, Ileana wasn't the only person murdered by the Beyonder. Oh fucking Christ. Um, and this was the second time the Beyonder showed up, which is also the time that Spider Man taught him how to poop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so so what what's a what's a McGick? Who who is okay. a McGick? All right, all right. Let me, let me set the stage. It is nineteen, the late nineteen seventies. You're making a comic book, and you have this superhero that you want from all over the world. So you want oh, I'll have one from Soviet Russia, and so you have this guy who turns into to uh, metal. He's called Colossus. Yes, he's cool, and he has a little sister. His little sister stays on the collective farm until they're like, oh, wait, I think we can do a story with her. And so uh, she's with the, the, the mutants now, kind of as a pet, a morality pet. And then um, they're in Atlantis. And, <laughs> as you do. Yeah. And, and a, a, a demon starts talking to her. And she gets uh, pulled into limbo by uh, Belasco. Who is the ruler of Limbo. And uh, and then about uh, a few seconds to a minute later, she comes back. And instead of being six years old, she's like 14. Oh, it's and nice. has magical powers and a sword. And it takes an entire year for, for, for the, uh, the miniseries to come out that explains what the hell happened <laughs> in that one minute. That she was gone in the portal. Oh, fuck. Uh, That's that's a a comic book classic. It's just aging up characters because fuck you. Um, And uh, this is where uh, those those, uh, child abuse uh, content warnings come in. Oh, boy. All right. So, so yeah, while she was in limbo, uh, Belasco... Uh, groomed her to be uh, his sacrifice to the elder gods and his consort and also uh, alternate versions of the uh, the Exidmen are there okay because they tried to go in limbo and save her and limbo's limbo's weird yeah. all time exists at the same time in limbo time's just kind of messed up there multiple timelines can happen at the same time in there just just in general limbo's about messed up time yeah limbo is fucked yeah and so yeah so uh belasco is just slowly corrupting her uh storm tries to save her but storm is also corrupted and and because she's also she's incredibly old now so her mutant powers don't really work so she uses her magic which she has. Sorry? Yeah. Storm has magic in this because <laughs> she was the original apprentice to Pelasco. And uh, you might say she got too old for him. Oh, uh, what the fuck? I, I didn't know any of that. I didn't it, know fucking... I fucking... Oh, why, do they, why do mutants have magic? That's so it's, stupid. It's why okay. Do, she dies. Why do they get power stacking? That's so lame. <laughs> but yeah... It's okay. Uh, uh, Kitty, uh, 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 Ileana eventually has to kill her. Okay. As you do. Because, yeah. Also, uh, 
we also remember that uh that big demon i showed you that you said was kind of uh kind of like a, a hellboy the big big purple dude smoking a cigarette in hot pants yeah uh yeah he he is implied to have sexually abused her oh, i don't like that and That's he is this cool. he is this he is the number two uh in uh in uh limbo and the number three is uh uh nestir the the other demon we've seen yeah the, the, and they're the, the all goblin. in power plays against each other i don't like that and so yeah uh o- over the course like there's this uh this medallion which if all five of the spots get filled up by corrupted parts of iliana's soul uh the elder gods will come and destroy the earth Okay. And over the course of the uh, the miniseries, three of the spots uh, spots get filled up, usually because she killed one of the X Men that was in there. <laughs> As you do. But eventually, she realizes she has a mutant power, what which is to summon the skipping discs in uh, in Limbo, which lets you skip between Limbo and somewhere else, or somewhere else in Limbo. So her mutant power is teleporting, but specifically to and from Limbo. Yeah. Okay. Kind, that's, kind of. That's so kind of, complicated. Kind of like a Nightcrawler, but uh, yeah. Uh, like I know eventually Nightcrawler is like teleporting in and out of hell, but like I don't think that was always the case, right? He was always going through another dimension that smelled like sulfur, but it yeah. was not hell until much later on. Yeah. And you then know, like just, eventually oh, no. became the whole like. His his dad's like a devil type yeah. shit. Yeah, his dad's one of the devils. Yeah, one of the of the devils. One of the one of the satans. Yeah, I I I I don't know. I keep making fun of that, but like Marvel is really bad about like, okay, we're not gonna have a Satan. We're just gonna have dozens of different Satans. Like they're all like essentially Satan, but they're like independent from each other because you know the books can't touch. Hmm. Um not in this really specific way um so yeah. it just created an absolute car pile up of like well there's five or six different devils out there they're all like i'm yeah. the satan all right that uh, well let me let me fix something uh, your mental image of velasco uh it's wrong he it, he looks like a hammer horror villain uh, okay i need to like just google this guy velasco uh marvel marvel yeah uh, I'm getting a. I'm not getting anything. I'll I'll give it to you one second. But yeah, yeah he's just he just looks like a dude with little horns, and he's got a little evil mustache goatee thing. Uh, yeah. So he's like a classic like, just like little dude devil man. Yeah. And so his whole... What was the amulet for? Sorry, I feel like I'm so confused. Uh, the amulet is to summon... Is to, uh, when it's full, uh, all it will mean that all of uh, Ilyana's soul is corrupted and she is a, will be a perfect sacrifice to the Elder Gods. Yeah. So just kind of like a nebulous evil thing that we need to stop. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there you go. There is. Oh man, this guy looks like an asshole. He's he's fucking lame. He's got the biggest belt buckle in the world. But yeah, to to uh, get out of there, and uh, the she she uh, summons all of her her soul and arcane power 
into the form of a sword after she realized uh, she does not have the, the she could not make a magic that created life so she would use magic to destroy life to, to fuck with these fuckers that's kind of cool so so the sword is like different from her being having a mutant power yeah this yeah this the sword is magic and it is magic in both means of the words okay. it is it is it is part of her very being her soul okay. and her her magic see that part's cool but she also has a mutant power that lets her yeah. teleport through limbo yeah yeah that's like, that's a separate thing why couldn't that just be part of the sword uh, because the sword is the the sword's part of the corruption narrative, not not the 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 X Men narrative. I guess I just like I don't know. I feel like it's just like so complicated for no reason. Like I'm I'm fighting with like decades old comics right now. I get yeah. that, but it's like it's just it just feels so complicated for no reason. Um, like when you read when you read the it's a, it's a four issue uh, miniseries and it it does it does it good. Okay. That's at least fair. Um, so yeah, so after she gets out, she's you know that the new mutants are formed, and she eventually joins with them. She's uh, friends with uh, Kitty. Uh, she uh, slowly has to deal. She she has to deal with the fact that uh, she has been warped by her abuse and uh, is constantly trying to you know not go over to her darker urges and be a better person. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, and then we come to Inferno, which is, uh, she, she is uh, in limbo again, having been told by destiny that she must must leave Earth and learn, or the Earth will be doomed. Destiny is like an X Men character, right? Yeah, like not an uh, X Men, but like, yeah, she, uh, she <laughs> she's uh, Nightcrawler's other mom. Yeah, she she's part of the broader X Men, like product line i yeah. guess she's one of the villains yeah and like, like all x-men villains uh sometimes she's not a villain <laughs> they usually have something to say that's like on point unfortunately one, one one thing you can say that's always good about x-men the villains usually have more than one dimension yeah unfortunately that second dimension is just different racism but sure <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm racist in a slightly different way than you'd be used to yeah. Um, or you're Mystique and you're just a fucking idiot and I hate them. <laughs> I hate Mystique's motivation and character. It's awful. It sucks. I hate it. it makes me so mad every time I see a comic book. <laughs> She's one of those characters that's like primo, like I fucking hate this character. Um, her writing is so fucking bad. Um, a lot of people don't know what to do with Mystique. I mean, it's hard. Like on the one hand, it's a it's the problem of like so like in a like okay I guess I'm just gonna ramble about this but like on an incredibly technical level it's very hard to fit a character who could turn into other people into a comic book about action like it's that's so much easier to make a villain because you know oh oh my god that guy was Mystique the whole time holy shit and the only person that can know that is Logan because he can smell her Mystique yeah. stink I guess um, Logan is good at smelling any kind of girl stink. Yeah, that is that is his power. His power is knowing girls. <laughs> That's not even a joke. Nope. Sometimes it's boy smell. Yeah. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's just really a true thing about Wolverine. That is, that is a true thing that, that happens multiple times. But because of that, it just makes Mystique, like, incredibly hard from an incredibly, like, power-wise technical way to fit her onto an existing anything. But also just her motivation as char- and character is just so fucking mangled over the years. Um... You could, yeah. if you're being generous, you could say, oh, they're just recontextualizing different ways. But, like, in reality, it's just, the writing's dog shit. Hmm. <laughs> she she works really well as an anti-hero uh, antagonist. She does not work well as a protagonist. Yeah. She was also Sherlock Holmes, so you get to learn that. Like, yeah. like not, like, an alternate timeline Sherlock Holmes or, like, a clone of a Sherlock Holmes. No, no, no. She was fucking Sherlock Holmes in this comic book series. <laughs> You just get I mean, to live with knowing that. Sherlock Holmes at least you just once. get to know that for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> Podcast viewers. I don't know if I'm so angry, but it's just like Mystique just really gets my blood high. It's I just don't really like the way that they write her. It's it I can go into so much depth about like the way it tries to handle the like racial and 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 queer metaphors of the X-Men and how that has always been bungled and Mystique is one of the worst instances of it because oh, they yeah. made her blue and they also made her like kind of a lesbian. So, she is one of the biggest targets for straight liberal writers have no fucking ability to write these kind of characters. Um, so, she's just the worst. Yeah, if um, if somebody's going to write a bad trans metaphor, it's going to be with Mystique, sadly. A hundred percent, unfortunately. She, she att- attracts them like flies. Maybe that's what her true mutant power is. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so... Uh, why is she okay? So if the sword's part of her, like, how is it in this scene? Then is like is is Ileana also dead? It's uh, more I was, complicated than that. I was okay. That actually, I was going to ask about that because of a thing that happens in the next issue that we're talking about. Okay, uh, I guess we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, oh no, we might as well get to it now since you finish it up. All well, right. I mean, we we have like one more issue to get through, so like, hmm. uh, yeah, but that issue's not about Ileana. It doesn't she briefly appear or like doesn't something like I, uh, I thought that she no she that uh well it, they talk yeah she does appear we'll okay yeah. we'll go we'll, we'll wait we'll wait it for that part. yeah they they because she meets with like the mutants there and she yells at them like that's a whole yeah. thing that happens in in the next uh, issue also but, I can tell tell what happened in the X Factor and X Men comics Christ because that's related to F- fuckle up buckers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right but, uh, so back back to the comic book we were reading instead of all the comic books we weren't to, yeah. to catch you up uh, uh kitty just, pride gets turned into a cool cat monster which yeah. rules yeah kitty pride uh, finished sword sorted uh you know uh captain britain cut his mask and costume in half mm-hmm. and severed spells and now she's got turned into a cool cat demon which, if you had read the uh, the the the, the McGick miniseries, feels a lot like Shadow Cat, who is a who you know gets you know killed by Ileana. Yeah, Christ, that's but fucked it's a, up. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's okay because uh, uh, the Kitty keeps her herself together enough to throw the sword through fucking Megan's chest, which rules. That's a cool ass shot. <laughs> Luckily, it's a magic sword, so it only severs her spells. Yeah, it doesn't actually kill her. Uh, fucking, meanwhile, uh, Kurt punches out the fucking priest. 
<laughs> Which looks awesome. Yeah, because there's there's swirling like orange magic all around. Everything's flying, and Kurt bamps in. There's a real the- like I hope this fucking works kind of energy to this scene. Yeah. Where they just, like, grab the, like, mannequin Rachel body and throw it into the other one with the book. Yeah, it's just, j- like, just like, I, I don't, I'm I'm not, I don't know about magic, What, whatever, just throw these in there, see what yeah. happens. Yeah, I'm not and a what fucking happens. licensed magician, fuck this shit. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not part of Strange Academy. God, fucking, oh man, I don't want to have to talk about Strange Academy. <laughs> uh, I actually read that shit, um... But yeah, it we get another cool like phoenix exploding uh sort of moment. Um is like like I guess Inferno is still happening while they end out this chapter, but they like all is well with Excalibur specifically. Yeah. Uh Rachel gets fridged a lot I've noticed. I'm not like fridged, but like benched, I guess is the word I'm going to use. Like a lot. I don't know if that's going to becoming a recurring thing, but it might just be because like it's hard to write around the fact that she's a hydrogen bomb. Yeah. When there's um, so many coughing babies around. Yeah. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit tricky. It's a real like Superman fighting Batman's villains kind of kind of energy. It feels a bit um but uh and, and also we have the the worst character de- death in all of Inferno. Oh yeah, I was dies. so tra- I was so heartbroken. The gargoyles destroyed it, and he's of course he's also been like unmade, like unalived as well. Uh, it's sad. Like even even Kurt's kind of broken up about it. Uh, it's 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 a shame. We pour it out for gargoyle. He he was my favorite X Men character. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Disney's gargoyle. <laughs> It is true now. Oh fuck! Okay, it's. I, it, I was thinking of fucking uh, like so. It's either I was either thinking of that, but he looks a lot more like the gargoyles from uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. True. So like, it's you either have a toss up of like voiced by Kate, Keith David or voiced by Jason Alexander, and both of those are amazing. Yes, but <laughs> just I'm just gonna rotate in my mind both of them hitting on <laughs> Nightcrawler. Yeah, that's that's for the fan fiction. <laughs> um, we get kind of a confusing bit as they like as they cool off because she's like, "Wow, like when I cut his his outfit and his mask, that really hurt him." But she also straight up threw that sword into Megan's chest. So like, how did that not just kill her? Well, it only cuts spells, but, but uh, Captain Britain's magic. Oh, okay. So is the costume like is 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 Captain Brish's ma- like like costume also magic? Uh yes. Oh. Okay, that makes more sense. I I had no idea. Like I know nothing about this character, so yeah, and, uh, and him getting cut with magic will come come up next oh, issue. Oh boy, yeah, we got a little sad, like the little sad creature. Uh, also, he's yeah, we get to see the little demon. He's just like uh, master. Yeah, I want to go. Can I go back to being a little goober? Um, so I guess in between that and this issue, like, Inferno stopped happening. Yeah, that was, like, yeah, that was, yeah, the, the, the Inferno finished up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and so it's just, I fucking love the cover to this, because they're just all in New York and fucking Kurt's getting splashed by a drive, like a, a drive-by on a taxi. 
Yeah, and the, the little picture in the corner is just some cabbie. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's just some fucking dude. Um, Mayhem in Manhattan. What, it's just such a fucking generic name for a for a comic book set yeah. in New York. Speaking of generic, the first page is 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 Brian in the most generic action pose. Yeah, it is it is the stock action figure jumping pose, but it's like him leaping out of bed. Um, which is real funny. It's like, oh no, Megan's gone missing. Shadowcat, Phoenix, Megan's gone. And uh oh wait. I'm I'm the only one here. Yeah, I'm the only one here. Um fucking they just left a bunch of notes on the mirror which i think is really funny yeah she's like yeah we're heading out you we're adults we can do that yeah i refuse to believe any of the x-men are adults even if they are physically adults i refuse except for maybe storm storm seems like she has it together Um, yeah storm storm always has it together even when she doesn't and is is doing a (laughs) lesbian knife fight because she's so not together oh man they should have kissed at the end of that they should have oh fuck we failed us. Like, comic books failed us when they didn't make it at the end of that yeah. night fight. The, yes, and instead, Storm went on to uh, be in relationships with, uh, you know, Forge and and uh, Black Panther and Dracula. <laughs> and Dracula. <laughs> Forge just seems like a dude. Like, I don't know what the read is on him, actually, but he just seems like he just seems like a normal-ass guy who just, un- like, unfortunately happens to have mutant powers. For, Forge, Forge is very much a dude, but also he he is the worst sometimes. Well, like, he's also like he's also like indigenous, which does mean that like because this is comic books, it means he's gonna get up to some Native American magic shenanigans. Like like one of his actually one of his things is uh he is uh supposed to be a shaman and he's like no I'm gonna do tech stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna work on computers. Like. Magic and Forge have a have a fight at one point, a magic fight, and she's like, "If you were better at this, then uh, everybody would have died in Dallas." Jesus Christ! Why are you so bad at magic? Jesus fucking Christ! Why <laughs> the X Men like this? They're so dysfunctional. It's okay. Just the appeal, but like you know, it's so messed up. It's okay. Forge gets back to her by saying, "Uh, well, you're the one who teleported them to Dallas, so actually, it's your fault." Jesus fucking Christ! You're, you're so the fault. You're, you're the fault that your brother died, and and she and then uh, magic has to be talked down from just straight up killing him. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Uh, everything I know about fucking magic is that she has an absolute hair trigger temper. Um, fucking Megan is just gone, and you know Brian is somewhat justifiably angry about this because on the one hand Megan is her own person but on the second hand she is extremely dependent on Brian it is an it's a very unhealthy relationship but Megan seems very out of her depth And, and also he has to be like why didn't she leave a note oh right she barely knows how to write yeah she seems like some sort of strange woodland creature and like I don't know, I don't I don't like the power imbalance between Brian and Megan. It's oh no, it is not good. It's real bad. It seems intentional, but I just like I'm just gonna call it. Like it's it's I don't like it. I really really dislike because Brian is also just like an angry drunk too. Mm-hmm. Like it just it's it's the real like 
it's it's the real like I feel like I'm gonna open up one of these panels like the one of these covers and like fucking Megan is gonna be like I fell down some stairs like it's just it just feels like where the relationship is going you know it's it's unpleasant uh Brian um flies out and they all see him fly and they do like a Superman bit and I guess yeah. Clark Kent's there yeah Clark Kent and Lois Lane <laughs> of DC Comics yeah yeah Cl- yeah, Lois Lane's like, yeah, if you've seen one hyperthyroid eager maniac in skin tight, you've seen them all. Yeah, you you go. I do I do like fucking showing her. Uh, it's, it looks good on her. Uh, meanwhile, in Coney Island. Yep. Uh, we, we, we have uh, Megan under the pier uh, uh, feeling bad for herself because she became a demon. Oh, I, I feel so bad for her in this shot. Like, she is fucking like like it's it's one of those things where i feel like it'd be it, it would be pretty hard to be like yeah like i turned into a monster like even if it wasn't against like oh like i'm out of control it's hard not to blame myself for all the fucked up shit that just happened and again megan is seems to have a very like um uh, a very uh unstable emotional center uh and will blow up like will fall apart on the smallest thing and this uh, is not a small thing no, it's not a small thing. Uh, we get a cool, like, I what I can only describe as, like, a lesbian biker gang shows up. We, we, we get a bunch of girls who are friends and possibly roommates. Yes. It's, it's got, it's got quite the energy to it. It's a um, deeply 80s teen movie. Yeah. The, the, the polycule has showed up <laughs> to see this crying woman. Um, I don't really like this issue though. It's cute. I like it a lot. I do like uh, I do like Megan getting to have some like independence. It's good. Um, yeah, and the, the polycule's like, uh, oh no, look at this poor, poor, poor girl. Somebody, something happened to her. She doesn't even have shoes on. Yeah, it's they, they assume the worst. Uh, her skin like uh you know uh metamorphs to the same skin tone as the woman next to her, which like. It's such a strange skin tone. Yeah, it's it's just a. I don't know. I don't know what skin tone that is supposed to be. Yeah, like it. It's like it. It feels like a like. It feels like a like a mistake, like a, a, a like a miscommunication between the colorist and the the rest of the team kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. like the skin tone, I think is a. She. I think it's. I. I think this is supposed to be like a black woman, right? Uh, uh no but, the uh the black woman comes later I think this the, one's supposed to be Latina is that what that's supposed to be because the thing that's like because I I'm just trying to guess because she has it's like what, what the like why the confusion is happening is this woman has gray skin like it's not like a skin tone people have kind of gray either yeah. it's it's very peculiar it's um, fantasy elf gray it's it's it, it, the thing that really sets it like as being like where it looks like a mistake is because like the woman's pants behind her and one of the other characters in the scene briefly all have the same gray skin tone color. So I don't know what the fuck is yeah, happening Yeah, it, it's one of those where this is the 80s. They could do colors better than this. This is not like this is a 60s comic. Yeah, it's so odd. It really, really stuck out to me. Um, But I do like it. I like this, this bit where it's just a bunch of like women being like, I'm going to try and cheer you up, take you out of the town. Maybe get you some shoes. Um, maybe you get you some shoes, dear. <laughs> maybe you do like a woman's shelter, maybe. 
Um, <laughs> meanwhile, 40 odd miles north of New York City, uh, a bunch of freaks are doing stuff. Yeah, yeah we get to see the new mutants. Uh, get, you, you get to see them all. There, there's Warlock, who's a scribble. Yeah. There's Sunspot, who is Kirby, Kirby uh, Sparkle. Yeah. There, there is... is Wolfbane, who <laughs> Wolf is a teen Bane. wolf. Is a teen wolf. Yeah, it's 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 like a it's a person. It, it she looks like that a, a person with the like that like actual like lycanthropy disease that causes like excessive hair growth over the whole body, uh, kind of thing. Uh, but also has a tail, so don't worry about it. Uh, there's just a fucking like Pegasus in the back. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's uh, uh, Danielle Moonstar's Pegasus. Oh Christ! She uh uh. She is Native American. Also, she went to Asgard and became a Valkyrie. Uh, yeah, I hate that I knew that she was she was like First Nations because of the outfit she's wearing. Yeah, because like that's like it's the it's the like the like the like the the, the rawhide tassel look again. It's just like you just know like if that's if that's a person's what like a person has like you know they're fucking that's mm. just that's just like sh- visual shorthand and it sucks. It sucks because it's so generic and it's it, because it's so overused hmm. and just lazy, but, frankly. But yeah, they're all in the ruins of uh, uh, the Xavier Mansion. I always forget that like the Xavier Mansion is just like in New York. Yeah. Um. Uh. Because I don't know. Because in fun fact, <laughs> the town I live in and grew up in uh, is is where they they filmed all of the. Uh, the mansion scenes in uh, the X-Men movies. Hmm. Uh, they used a local manor, which is like in the middle of town, which is just funny to imagine. Like, <laughs> the middle of like a downtown Canadian town is where the X-Men live. Um, I, I mean, uh, at this point, I think like uh, the, the, the Salem has like become just a huge suburb of New York. That's so it's still funny. a it's still a rich, fancy suburb there. Yeah, of course. Because the X Men are unrelatable because they're all fucking rich for some reason. I mean, look, of the new mutants, only one of them is rich because Magma's not there anymore to be uh, uh, from <laughs> from from Nova Rome in Brazil. Oh fucking Christ! It's fucking X Men suck. She's uh, the daughter of a senator. <laughs> they've never they've never done that trick before. Um, but yeah, Warlock's the best. Yeah. I love I love Warlock. Also, also Sam Gunther's there. Uh, he, he he he's invulnerable while he's blasting. <laughs> That's a pretty good power. Uh, yeah, Warlock is just a scribble. He is just like a technical manual that's like escaped containment. Yeah, it's it is always good to see a good Warlock. Yeah, it's he is he looks like a weird experimental animation you've never heard of or like you saw him like at like four a.m. He's great. I love him. He's he's always he's always good. Uh, fucking Wolfbane does a backflip into a wolf, which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah Wolfbane cool. can be cool, but yeah. boy, does some things happen to her. Oh god, that's so scary. Don't worry, it's not the nineties yet. Oh no, that's even scarier. Um, fucking, I love fucking Kitty Pride talking down to anybody. It's so yeah, funny. Well, she was the original team member of the X-Men, so she's got seniority. <laughs> she's the senior teen. Uh, she's the top teen of all the teens. 
calls everybody ex-babies. Yeah, which is real funny. Also, Jeez. I'll note, this is the time when uh, uh, Magneto was the uh, headmaster of the uh, Xavier School. In fucking credible And he was way better than Charles because he could understand people who had drama without <laughs> trying to mind-read them. I feel like I don't really understand this scene. Like, did they, like, blow up the school? Is that what happened here? Um, okay, let's get into it. Okay. Alright, so, uh... So, uh, remember, remember Madeline Pryor and the being the Goblin Queen? Yeah. Well, uh, the after they, you know, exploded Nestir and uh, uh, fucked up a uh, sin, uh, the, they still had to take care of Madeline, okay. and so she's have now has decided that she's gonna sacrifice the baby as revenge, just. And she has a big fight on top of the big Empire State Building. Uh, and she uh, is corrupting everyone. Like, the teams are fighting against each other because, you know, it's a comic book. You got to have them fight against each other. Yeah. And then she just uh, bubbles her and Jean in a big uh, bubble of psychic energy. As you do. Tries to kill her. Does not... When the bubble bursts and she's about to be uh, taken out, uh, she kills herself. And Why? Is in, well, because uh, they were going to try and save her, and she is very much in the self-destructive, uh, um, everything is meaningless. So I'm going to kill myself, get in psychic rapport with Jean Grey, and take her with me. Christ. So, Christ. like, Jean and... And luckily, uh, Psylocke is there, uh, uh, Brian's sister, to help, you know, snap her out of it. But they still have Sinister to take care of, even though Inferno's over. And Sinister, being Sinister, is just hanging out in the the Xavier Mansion, going through the drawers, getting uh, dirt on everybody. (laughs) Stealing their loose change. So they have a big knockdown drag out fight. The, the mansion gets destroyed. And uh, the uh, Havoc charges up uh, 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 Scott with a bunch of power and lets him like overcome Sinister's mind programming and just blasts his Sinister into uh, a skeleton. We, we really are saying a lot of things just yeah. so fast that we like can't actually talk about. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. So Havoc... That, Havoc that's, is Scott's that, brother. Scott's brother. They have yeah. their powers don't work in each other. They just charge each other up because that's how brothers work. Yeah, it's because they they both they both pull from the same kinetic energy. Yeah. Uh, they both dimension. pull from the punch dimension. Yes, it is a called the punch dimension. <laughs> don't, don't accept any other explanation of what it is. <laughs> Scott does not shoot heat beams or laser beams. He shoots beams of pure kinetic force, which means he literally is shooting punches at you. Yeah. While while Havoc. He's, he shoots plasma beams, but they're just big circles. Yeah, and they are similarly big punches. Yeah. It's very, we use ray guns because we can't use guns with bullets in them. Uh, kids shit. Yeah, and it and they had both been in an orphanage. Remember that orphanage that I said that uh, that uh, Nathan Cable Summers was in? God. Uh, that's the, the Sinister Orphanage? Yeah, they both were also in there after, you know, their their plane uh, got, got a, <laughs> caught fire... Because of Shi'ar stuff. Yeah, that's when their dad went into space. Yeah. 
and became like a weird space pirate that they yeah. hate. Uh, come on, he's so seventies. He is unbelievably seventies. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, he is the most. He's got like it's like oh, he's got like a ridiculous like seventies superhero-y like pulp name too, um, that I don't remember. Uh, Corsair. Corsair. That's it. It's yeah. it's very it's very of that time. Like. Uh, I'm shocked that him and uh, Dazzler have not have not dated. Yeah, they should. Also, uh, I guess we should explain that Sinister's powers is he has like super regeneration, right? Like, like, so like the it's incinerating him into a skeleton is kind of important. Yeah, also, he, the fact that he incinerated him with punch energy is also insane. Like again, not no power makes any sense. It's I'm so much more fine with X Men powers when they're vibes based, because when you try to explain these things, they're just stupid. Yeah, it's uh, it's like yeah. Sometimes his his, his magic eye beam uh, burns stuff. Sometimes it punches stuff. Don't worry about it. He no. He just punched all of the meat off his bones. Really, quickly. I mean that is also a possibility. <laughs> he did that thing where he punched with enough kinetic force that it still cooked him. But yeah, so yeah, that's how the 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 big brawl where you know X Factor and uh, the X Men were all fighting Sinister and a couple of the Marauders. That's that exploded the uh, the mansion. Yeah, and so they try to put it together and like to bring us back. Kitty is being a cow about this. Um, She's just like she is just being the worst, being yeah. so mean to these fellow teens. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she does. Ex- she has been experiencing the trauma, so it's sort of understandable that she's being the worst. But you know, she is being the worst. Yeah, and then uh, Ilyana's there, and she's a child. He's a she's a tiny child. And now, back to New Mutants number seventy something. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we're going back. <laughs> All right, so remember that there's uh, the pentagram full of babies that's keeping the portal open? Yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, the the exterminators, which is another teen group, (laughs) (laughs) which existed for, you know, uh, four issues for Inferno. Uh, They're like them and uh, the new moons uh, save all the babies and close the portal. But, uh, turns out, uh, Magic's still not having a good time. Yeah. Uh, all the demons are trying to, to, uh, uh, get, get her to stab, be it stabbed with a sword to corrupt her with, you know, you're, you're killing us. Please kill us. Stab us. As she <laughs> gets, you know, going through like, you know, uh, uh, getting her makeup done, getting her hair done, being in a weird pawn shop. <laughs> At 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 a at a, at a, uh, a soda a soda lounge, God yeah. As they all like you know, please kill us, kill us. Use your sword, kill us. Because because they want to like get her like fully all the way corrupted. Is that's what's is yes that what's happening? Okay. Because mm-hmm. also like the demons both love and hate her. They they want her to rule limbo, but also they want to rule limbo themselves. Yeah. So there's some real mixed messaging always going on with Limbo. Well, as this is happening, she is slowly like getting more and more covered in that silver armor you saw, until mm. she becomes a, a Sentai villain. That rules. 
Like, she is covered head to toe in silver armor. She's got, like, uh, goat legs. And, uh, and she, like, you know, decides to go back to Limbo to roll. Oh, Christ. Is that that crazy-ass panel? that, that like? That yeah, remember what I said, Sentai villain? Oh, Christ. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, that's her on the throne in Limbo. That's amazing. Well, it the the new mutants uh, go to Limbo to try and convince her that no, you do this is a bad idea. Yeah. But she's like, this is the only way. The only way I can think to stop Inferno and to save Earth is to to rule the Hell Dimension. That's honestly kind of that's kind of cool. I like. I'm always a big fan of like I have to do a horrible thing to save everyone else. Well, luckily, uh. Earlier, uh, in the last time they they had seen a, a baby Iliana through one of the portals that they jumped through, and they decide, and Rain decides who is uh, Rain is Wolfsbane, the 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 werewolf, and he, uh-huh. she is also incredibly Catholic. <laughs> I don't know why that got me so bad. <laughs> also Catholic. Uh, well, she is she is uh, breaking down by being in hell in a yeah, hell, and she's like, "Look, we need look. What if what if we just save baby you, and then you won't have to do this, and then she will not be corrupted and not have to go through the horrible things." Because earlier they had saw the baby her, and they're like, "We can't in- interfere with the past." Yeah, and Rain's like, "No, bullshit. fuck that. We're gonna interfere <laughs> with the past and save this child." Yeah, fuck yeah. And so she brings back baby Ilyana to see current Ilyana. And current Ilyana is like, it is inc- is just like having a moment. She's yeah. like, you, you decided to can keep living, to keep doing what you needed to do to survive. And this is what happened. This is what became of me because you just kept trying to, to live and survive. And Rain convinces her, no, look, if we take her out, you, this none of this will have happened. And so that's what they do. And when they take baby Ilyana through the portal, uh, for a second there, there's just the charred blackened corpse of the, the, the silver-armored Ilyana. Jesus Christ. Everybody's around is breaking down. And then, you know, Colossus breaks open her chest and finds uh, this the six-year-old Ilyana inside huh and that's how they uh and so all the demons got sucked back up into limbo and that's how they saved us from inferno yes that that's that's how the new moon saved that part of inferno that's how they stopped all the demons <laughs> and they, they did a weird fucked up bootstrap paradox thing yeah and and it worked and like one of the characters like i I still remember her, Oyana. So how I, I'm just not gonna think too hard about this. Yeah, and the and that's the that's how he that's X Men's uh, core principle. Don't think too hard about it. <laughs> Don't think too hard about it. But Go yeah, with the vibes. It. Okay, so she's a baby now. That solves that answers a lot of my questions about what the fuck is happening in this shot. Because to me, when I read this, it's just. Okay, I I thought Elion was dead or some shit and or whatever. I, I have no idea how many of the X Men are dead, but like, they're not in the Excalibur, uh, yeah. presumably because a bunch of them died. Um, and then she's alive, but she's a baby. Okay, yeah. yeah. What the fuck? How did that happen? In a way, she is dead. 
Yeah, like the the one they knew is is dead. She 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 died so this one could live. Don't worry, she dies later. <laughs> oh, don't worry, she dies later. Uh, fucking, this woman just like apparates illusions. Um, yeah, that that's her mutant power is to make your uh your uh, uh greatest fear or greatest wish uh come true. I fucking fucking slap five pride what's the program <laughs> what, a, what a fucking insane like bit of dialogue <laughs> but yeah but, uh yes yeah, she uh, yeah uh daniel moonstar aka mirage is really good one but, one day i'll force you reach read the demon bear saga oh boy oh Fuck, I think I've seen the Demon Bear before, too, which is the most insane part. I learned so many horrible things against my will about comic books in this server. Yeah. It's all about forcing you to learn things against your will. Yippee. But yeah, they disapparate uh, these uh, copies of uh, Doug and uh, I guess that's Ileana as an adult, or yeah. as an adult, as like a 14-year-old. Yeah. And it's because it's, you know, it's kind of, it rattles her because it's kind of fucked up. It's like seeing a pair of moving corpses. Yeah, and and it rattles her enough that she stops being uh, a horrible person to all the other people who have just gone through a really bad time. Yeah, like it's I don't know, it's like an understandable sort of uh, like yeah. swing back and forth from Kitty is she's being awful to them because like oh the the, the manor blew up and that's awful you know that all of my precious like she's as a recurring thing in Excalibur is a, a lot of her like uh a lot of her like feelings and her grief is like being like displaced into physical objects which keep getting ruined which creates this like horrible cycle of her like being more and more like physically affected because all of these like physical attachments are being destroyed uh and her connections to her dead friends and it's horrible but like her taking it out on these like goobers is also not fair because you know it's not like they also didn't suffer yeah. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, they've died before. Yeah, which is fucked up and sucks. <laughs> um, it was actually a really good issue. Unlike yeah. most of the Beyonders stuff, the, the, the part with the new mutants was good. Everything else was not. Yeah, like I like this. I, I I don't know. Like it's it's the it's the kind of drama that I'm here for, where yeah. it's like totally understandable that everyone sucks. Like yeah. she's being awful to them, and like it's not fair. But also, like, she's not working through her grief very well. Yeah. Um, X-Men's a great uh, soap opera. Yeah, it's just a shame about all the other parts about it. <laughs> um, But yeah, she seems to have at least some sort of catharsis crying in the arms of a friend kind of moment, though, which I do like. Also, luckily, Gossamer's not here, so I don't have to explain her deal. <laughs> oh, God! That's a fucking drive-by, but we gotta, like... We gotta, well, like, she's in, like, by. 11 issues total. Oh, across Christ. all of all of marvel history meanwhile brian is being hit by a car <laughs> yeah brian brian goes to save someone from getting hit by a car uh it gets tossed through a window and uh when he comes out uh he's just uh got rags on and those rags are not covering anything up yeah he's got his dick hanging out in front but of I children can't. yeah they he's got a he's apparently his powers aren't working correctly and it's weird he can't seem to fly very much, and uh, he gets 
uh, he's like s- strong, but not super strong. He gets some replacement clothes that are fucking amazing. Yeah, he goes from one 80s, uh, uh, incredibly uh, 80s outfit to another. Yeah, he shows up in a tracksuit, basically, and then he's the got him wearing, like, a tank top and booty shorts. Like, and everyone's staring as he's walking by, and everyone's like, yum. Also, while he's trying to fly, he gets pit-pocketed. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I, there's something just so funny about someone not being able to fly, but trying to fly. So he just has his hands out to fly like an asshole. Yeah, and, the, and the cops like, this superhero, whatchamacallit, is not doing so great. Hey, taxi yeah. guy, can you drive him home? Yeah. Meanwhile, um, down in Chinatown where it isn't raining, Megan's having a great time. It's great. Um, She's having a girl stay out. Yeah, she's dancing around. She turns into a different lady, or like she gets like a different visage mm-hmm. uh, from a dude checking her out. Uh, she enjoys some nice dancing, which is good. She she could use it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, a continent removed. Um, yeah, just gotta steal little SR seventy one. Don't worry about it. Get, well, Fucking zoink the blackbird. Yeah. You see, uh, the X-Men uh, uh, have the Blackbird, and, which is not really the SR-71, because you can fit like 27 people in there, but yeah, don't worry a... about it. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking bus. It's insane. Um, is Okay, so is this like... So like, do they did like do he just stole a plane? Like, is this is this to like offset the fact that none of them like oh, like half their team can't fly? Yeah, I th- I, yeah, I think they were like the the earlier the issue where like they were having to carry each other was like it was like oh yeah, but, but, yeah, that, this is gonna be a problem. Let's just steal the, the Blackbird. Wait a second, I remember in an earlier issue, I thought Kitty could also fly. Yeah, um, but she can't fly fast. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I guess she's like more like she's gliding. I guess. Yeah, that's, that's she she's sense. she can fly like a ghost. She can't fly like a jet plane. Okay, that's fair. Okay, that that's okay. That I'll give it to them there. I just like I wasn't sure if that was like a a whatever. They're just gonna like who cares? Like it's part of her. It's a weird extant part of her power set that we don't really need to care about all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, type deal, or it was just a thing that they forgot, which is also fine. It's not like it really matters. Mm-hmm. It's obviously there to set up this whole we're stealing a fucking plane (laughs) bit anyways kitty cannot fly as fast as megan and brian that's all that matters yeah so now they have a blackbird yeah which is cool where they're gonna park it at the lighthouse is a good question yeah (laughs) that is a good fucking kind of kind of already full uh brian is having a hilarious montage of getting absolutely fucked with uh, looking for Megan, which is really good. Yeah, he can't find Megan. <laughs> he, a, a, a female officer thinks she's getting propositioned by him. Yeah, that's just hilarious. <laughs> he does. He does have a bit of the energy. Again, he's like a giant buffed out Ken doll, so he does look like he's a fucking. You got. You got. You got. You know, random bystanders just ogling him. Yeah, it's great. He's got no brains. This is like this is the pot like the bit every time Brian gets screwed with makes me like like him because like it's one of those things where it offsets all the times which he's shown being like an a raging alcoholic, which I don't like. Yeah. Also um, she calls him Bright Buns. That's so good. 
there we go brian bright buns <laughs> uh he tries to show off that he's a superhero by lifting a car and he can't really do it um manages to do it after everybody's left and stop looking at him also uh spider-man's fighting doc ock in the br- background i didn't even notice that this fucking rules <laughs> <laughs> If anything has to go watch a real superhero, not this loser. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Ah, uh, that's so fucking good. <laughs> I love that a different comic book is happening in the background and it's more interesting than Brian. That's the one good thing about shared universes when you can just have a different comic book happen. Yeah, I'll say it's literally the only good thing about shared universes. <laughs> Uh, fuck, we have an unfortunate moment where, uh, uh, this guy is trying to, like, smooch on, uh, Megan, and, you know, she's like, wait, no, this isn't right, and tries to push him off, and, uh, he, uh, he, he keeps, you know, keeps aggressing on her, um, and so when she tries to tell him, like, uh, she, she tries to enable some sort of, like, uh, uh, self-determination within herself, um, and it makes her become the goblin princess yeah which is pretty scary yeah. I know this is what I think my self-determination is yeah that is that is fucking I, that's horrible for her that's such a that's such a shame the idea that like that her like like part of the darkest parts of her is also the only part of her that like has a like a backbone is so sad that's, that's so depressing yeah and she says, "If that is the price of standing up, perhaps it is too high." That's that just like that like my fucking heart breaks for this one. It's she's, so sad. I just want good things to happen for her. Yeah, she deserves a lot better than Brian. That's for sure. Meanwhile, uh, at ship the the talking <laughs> ship. Fuck off! Yeah, shut the fuck up. The, the ship is sentient oh, and is fuck. a celestial. <laughs> Well, it was made by Celestials. I'm sorry. Oh, is that why it's like a Kirby green mess? Yeah. (laughs) It is directly rated to Kirby mess. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Uh, I was was like so, I was so about to like, so about to like compliment how fucking Jean Grey looks in this fucking outfit. I mean, Uh, it is a good outfit. It's, it's like, it doesn't take much. It's like, it's like, um, like the, the, like we talked about before, like the, the, like the, the, the best fit is like, jacket over a like the like the the spandex like uh, like like superhero costume always the best but i guess a really strong contender is like a stretched out sweater is also fucking great it looks yeah. so good on her yeah an old worn out sweater from her xavier school days yeah it looks so fucking good um again i guess <laughs> five of the sword fashion watch <laughs> I'm gonna be complimenting people's outfits all the time. I mean, if we were doing hair watch, there would be so much hair in this issue that we'd have oh, to watch. It's incredible. She's uh, fucking, fucking. Uh, Rachel is like fucking around outside of the ship. Yeah, um, she's juggling fireballs for the for her baby brother. Yeah. Do they like know she exists? No. Oh, that's sad. On purpose, because she's like, no, this is too complicated. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't want to explain my ridiculous backstory. 
I don't want to explain to you who's already dealing with having a child from a, a, a clone that you also have a child from an alternate timeline. Yeah. Because uh, it, it took a really long time for Gene to be like, yeah, I'm going to not be mean to, to my, uh, you know, uh, my uh, nephew. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so fucking sad. Um, but yeah, oh, I guess I guess she gets to, like, play with the baby Nathan, which is cute. Um, meanwhile, uh, at the Greenwich Village B-Ball Courts on the corner of 6th Avenue and West 4th. <laughs> Why did it get that specific? Well, <laughs> like, everybody who writes comic books is in Manhattan. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's just it's just such a funny detail, <laughs> like <laughs> like in case you wanted to go there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just like in case you wanted to go to uh see Kit Kat's laughing or go to Forbidden Planet. Oh, fuck, I'm going insane. Um, <laughs> we do get uh, Megan being cool and strong. Mm. Uh, she is currently uh like black in this uh sequence um which is only important because they bring it up mm-hmm. <laughs> um i do fucking i do love he's like he, he sees megan he's like yeah uh i'm gonna go to her and he's like has to fly over her and he lays awkwardly <laughs> yeah, just, way over just, the crowd just, just just like oh no I, I i i turned on the uh the no clip and i don't really know how to work it oh god yeah, it, it really, like, the, the the sort of energy of the panel really looks like he's, like, moving the speed of, like, a Roomba over top of people. <laughs> uh, but it's cute. Him and him and Megan kiss. Uh, fucking Brian's not happy about it, because of course he's not. Um, she, she's, yeah, I, I saw all the sights. It's nice. Um, we uh we get a little bit of a you know it's a, it's a self actualization moment. She's a grown woman with powers, and uh, and she's capable of defending herself, which is like true in the abstract. But like I don't know, this this woman's kind of a mess. Yeah. Um. On the other hand, Brian's reason for bringing is, is like that's the point. Something's happening to me. And I'm growing weaker by the error. I, I don't know what the actual context of it is, but it's very funny to think about the idea that it's just because he's been away from Britain, too. <laughs> I mean, that is... You, you put a pin in that. That's important, oh, too. Oh, goody. <laughs> he's weakened by all... Like, his lack of exposure to baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> it's he, all this hot dog air. It's it's weakening him. It's like his kryptonite. <laughs> As the, as the British Empire shrank, so did his powers. God. But yeah, I don't know. I also don't know how I feel about, like, this weird, very, like, comic book moment of, like, um, you know, it's like, well, like, Megan, look at yourself. Like, you don't even look like yourself. And it's like, well, that's, you know, that's, I've been shapeshifting, whether, whether I wanted to or not. I wonder if it's significant that I stabilized it. It's like, I don't know. I just... I just I don't know. I yeah, it, I it, think it's weird. Yeah, it's one of those like, like I I get where you're coming from, comic book. I don't think this one quite lands like you wanted it to. Yeah, you want like they really wanted it to be this whole kind of thing of like fuck yeah, like you know it's it's empowered to be a black woman, but like 
It's also like a white woman turning into a black woman yeah. and feeling empowered by that. That shit's just fucking weird. I don't I don't like it. It's yeah. it's not cool. Also, with the layer on it that I, actually, uh, Megan it doesn't have a, a race. She's just the weird goblin creature. Yeah, like okay. So does she actually have like a? I'm not gonna say like true form because it's very clear that she like deals a lot with like dysmorphia. But like, does she have like an original form? Like, like that she was before when she, when she was first met when she was you know kept in a cage. She looked like a little, like, uh, a fae-like uh, creature. Okay. You know those those weird panels you get every so often where she uh, uh, doesn't look pretty anymore? Yeah. Yeah, like that. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. I, uh, more, it's, but more monstrous. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm always a big fan of... Um, like I Okay, I really like Megan. I think that's clear from every, like, episode that I talk about. It. But, like, I like... I'm always a big sucker for, like, like, okay, I technically have a true form or whatever, but that isn't the form I like having. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, it's not my preferred form. I much prefer, like, the way I look now. And, like, there's some of it that you can write off as, like, well, it's also, like, it's the form, obviously, Brian prefers. So it's a little bit of a codependency problem, too. But it is the form she prefers, and she feels, like, you know, noticeably uncomfortable when she doesn't look that way and that's cool i like that i'm always a big fan of that i'm never a big fan of like true forms being like a separate thing like i guess again just to kind of bag on mystique i guess like i don't like that mystique kind of has like a default form that's like so radically different from regular people Hmm. because it just creates this weird tension of like oh i'll never be considered normal because i'm fucking blue and it's just like i don't know like like it just makes marvel seem even more racist than the real world that they can't accept a blue person uh more than it's like an allegory for fucking anything really um i just i just don't like well you it. see sublime <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> um but i do i do like the little like uh bit at the end is like well he doesn't have his wallet anymore so i can't he can't pay them off and but megan's got money which is funny to imagine i don't know where she keeps it it's it's well, like she she has a very ridiculous well, well you see she keeps it in her collar you watch her pull it out oh yeah she does that's so funny <laughs> so it's not it's it's not a boob money but it is boob adjacent money money yeah that's very funny not quite as sweaty as boob money i i do kind of like the weirdness of like well this mo like this time for me to save you this time brian and brian just like is very womp womp like grumpy about it he's he's so grumpy he's he is a rich boy not used to anyone paying for him much less a woman yeah it's it's very like haha gender um which i'm also not a big fan of but mm. I, don't know, I like i like this issue though i don't know i like I, I like megan getting to do stuff that's cool yeah uh even if i don't really like the weird race tf stuff that's happening here because of how her powers work um i and I, but I do, I do like the conflict that like her, her sense of self, like her, her sense of self is so like heavily dependent on her form and like her morphing into the, the into, like the, the, the horrible goblin princess form as a way of being more like dominant and, 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 and assertive. And that scaring her is like a cool, yeah. it's, it's cool. It's good. I like it a lot. Um, Megan's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. She's, she's, she's an unfortunate woman. She's got such... She has the worst power. 
like like it is the worst power like it's a cool power if you can control it but like i don't know i don't know if we really like stepped on that that much she she just turns into whatever people are observing her like kind of thing right like that's how her her thing works that's a shitty power to have um that that just feels like it would create so much fucking body yeah she, she she has to she has to like consciously not do that yeah and that just seems like such a mess um but yeah, and I guess that was Inferno. It yeah. was fucking insane. Do you have any uh, questions? Oh god, how could I? How could <laughs> I not have a million questions that would make this episode another hour long? Well, it's also simple, and I definitely explained everything in Inferno. I yeah. definitely did not leave a lot of stuff unexplained because <laughs> because it wasn't relevant, or was Daredevil getting killed by a vacuum cleaner? Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is so funny. I've seen the panel; like I got it shown to me. It's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, I guess we'll have to, like, at some point explain who Warlock is uh, yeah. better than just he's a robot that's made of schematic scribbles. Yeah, I will say that the uh, the techno-organic virus does come up yeah. very important in this arc, but not for the Excalibur stuff. Yeah, it is okay. It is one of the aids. Okay. Yeah, because there are several X-Men's aids, right? AIDS allegories. Again, comic books are so bad at, like, trying to handle real-world issues. Um, well, I can't say, I guess they not all comics, like, I don't know. Like, there are plenty of comics that actually try to handle, like, these issues, but, like, it's such a juvenile way of trying to offset the, like, actual conversation. Um, yeah, it, comics make an attempt, but unfortunately some of those attempts are bad. Yeah, they're real bad. But, man fucking uh i feel like we only really scratched the surface on madeline Pryor too oh yeah that is that's that is the barest surface of madeline Pryor. yeah she seems like an absolute minefield yeah it's great yeah so i've heard oh man just just like mcgick another absolute minefield yeah that that took some explaining eh yeah, that was one of those characters who's just like, I I thought I like not knew the character, but like I'm like okay, I got a sense of how this character works based off of things I've seen her in. You, oh no, I was a fool. You've played a video game and read read a comic book that she was in. Yeah, I know, I know how this works. She's got funny um, horn, the funny Kirby horns, and she's got a sword. What more do you need to know? Yeah, and she spells her name wrong. Yeah. She tries to play Scrabble and she spells magic with a K and it loses. It's real funny. Uh, but it's like, it's like, it's just, it's bits like that that are like weird uh, uh, bits of X-Men like uh, potpourri, like, like uh, uh, cruft where it's like, like Lockheed. Like we, st- I still don't know what the fuck up was up with Lockheed. I don't think I ever really truly will. Um, he's a little dragon. Yeah. Yeah, a little uh, sentient dragon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think um, I don't know if it's gonna. I'm gonna remember to keep it as like a recurring segment. But like my Excalibur of the week definitely goes to Megan. <laughs> uh, Kitty. Kitty got to do a bunch of cool shit with a sword. That's awesome. But I'm still giving it to Megan because like. Megan definitely really needs a win over the last couple of issues. Oh, yeah. And, like, her getting her a little, like, date. Like, oh, I get some me time. I get to hang out with a bunch of lesbians. Um, 
uh, hang out and and dance and stuff. And even even if it did scare her, she gets to assert her dominance a little bit and mm-hmm. gets to be a cool lady. And even even gets to like get one over on Brian and gets to be like the gets to wear the pants in the, the, the relationship for once. It's great. Love it. She needs more of this. And and who wins on Excalibur Fashion Watch this week? Uh, oh man, it's. <laughs> It's a I, hard one, I know. I'm I'm almost tempted to say fucking Warlock. <laughs> um, Look, Warlock like, was naked. That doesn't count. Yeah, Christ. Outfit-wise, it's like a hard toss-up. Kurt's sleeping outfit, amazing. Rachel in like the half-bridal dress, half-costume, crazy. Awesome fit, goes wild. Uh, Brian in the bondage gear, insane. Goes <laughs> unbelievably insane. But like... I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay. Excalibur fashion watch. Giving it to giving it to Brian. Brian gets a rare outfit win. The the, the tank top booty shorts combo can't be beat. <laughs> the the fucking bondage outfit can't be be unassailable. I know so many gay men that would go nuts for Brian. Um, Brian Brian getting a rare rare win. <laughs> Brian getting a rare win, but. Honorable mention. If, if 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 I'm counting everybody, I really really like that Jean Grey outfit. It's not it's not even that much. It's just also the fact that like her hair looks so fucking good in this comic. Oh yeah, Alan Davis is a fucking god at hair. It's so fucking good. It's just it's it's like big and poofy in the way that I love. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't take much. But like wearing a like a like a a latex bodysuit and then also wearing something over top of it just has a powerful effect on me but but since she's not technically an excalibur i'm gonna have to give it to brian for once <laughs> uh but yeah christ oh man um i think we gotta wrap this up yeah. though because it is broaching over two hours yeah. that, so that has been this week on excalibur so next week oh go ahead next week what next week issues are we reading we are reading uh, issues. Let me pull it up. Scroll back up through my notes. <laughs> 9, 10, 11. 9, 10, 11. That's your homework, yeah. folks. Next week, on Excalibur, Nazis. Nazis. Oh, man. I read a little bit of next week's uh, fucking one. That one is definitely going to be a content warning. There is some unpleasant anti-semitism that's oh, happening. Yeah. It is obvious because it's about Nazis, but I did already kind of forget that Kitty is Jewish. Yeah. Um. So that hit me like a fucking freight train when I'm like, oh yeah, right, she's Jewish. Uh, and, and the comic didn't forget that. No, the comic <laughs> very much never forgets that. While, oh, it's... Especially while Chris Claremont is writing it. Oh, man. So, that's next week. So... Uh, stay tuned. Same X channel. It's not even X channel. It's got to be like Excalibur channel. <laughs> but it doesn't roll off the tongue well. That same X time, same caliber channel. Perfect. <laughs> Print it. <laughs> no, no notes. Bye. Bye. The kind of things you do. Black cloaks and hidden faces. When we gonna get a look at you. When the black night moves, you can feel the darkness coming on. Between the knife and jam the skin, maybe you'll see the face go away.